Hey, Crossview, Rosa Parks, Crossview Howard Drive. These are your pastors, and we are doing something a little different this morning on a few levels. One is we're not in person. Uh, this is on video. I remember watching a sermon of somebody a few years ago, and it was a Sunday after Christmas, which is pastors. So I was like, hey, what do we do on Sunday after Christmas? <laughs> sort of the day after the Super Bowl type of thing. And um, the pastor got up, and he just gave like 10 pieces of wisdom for his congregation. And they were all across the board. And it was sort of from this place of, um, it's sort of part of the role of a pastor. And I was thinking about uh, a passage that we talked about oft, talk about often around Crossview. It's Ephesians 3, and it says, It was he, it was Jesus, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. And on varying levels, we all sort of possess those gifts in different, different ways. Uh, to prepare God's people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And often we quote that and we think about the idea that the job of a pastor is not to do all the work, right? Amen. Uh, our, our job is to help people find their gifts and their passions and, and express those in the church and in the world. But this passage also says, as much as that it's our job, our job is also to to. Uh, help people reach unity and maturity. Mm. Um, and part of that is passing down of wisdom. Mm. And these are four people who I truly look up to and see so much wisdom. And so this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to have a conversation. I, I've asked the whole team just to, hey, as you think about the last year and a half, the last year, if you look back at 2021, and as you look forward, what's going on in your heart and soul? What, as, as a pastor at Crossview Covenant Church, what do you feel like God is maybe stirring in you. And so, Brian, bring your A-game. Yeah. <laughs> I think the number one thing when I think back to the last year is just for people to know that God was at work, and he's still at work today. And so I was thinking about just telling some of the stories of how God has been at work um, yeah. over the past year. Um, so I think about Cheryl, one of the people at Crossview Rosa Parks, who would say, you know, 18, 20 months ago, God was really on the shelf. Jesus was on the shelf in her life. And going to church, if she went to church, was really kind of hmm. sort of checking off the list, something that she would do because she felt like she had to. Um, she got involved with a small group Bible study this past spring, and really, that's when things began to change. She began to see Jesus in a new light. She began to see how Jesus could impact the way that she lived her entire life. And so now Jesus isn't on the shelf. He's a part of her life. So like this past summer when hmm. her sister passed away, you know, she said, it was still tragic. Yeah. The sadness was still there, but there was something different that was there as well. And, and she would say, and I would say, it was Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was with her in that moment, and they were able to talk mm. about what life would be like as they went uh, into heaven someday. So mm. just a lot of those sorts of things. And yeah. I thought, you know, for all of us, I think, you know, we could tell yeah. stories. I was going to uh, say that. I mean, we could spend hours mm -hmm. just name after name of what God has been doing in their, in their life over the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, and some like Cheryl, like you've asked her for sort of permission to share that Absolutely. story. Some, we just can't say their names out loud because their story's ongoing. Maybe they don't want it said publicly, but yeah, I mean, that, that's the last 18 months. It's, it's, it's personal stories of how God is, in, and in our lives too, right? Yes. Yeah. No. But the point being, God is at work. Exactly. God has been at work, yes. even in a difficult year. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What, what do you, when you look forward, Brian, what do you hope? 20, yeah. 2022 is coming. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the thing that we've been doing at Crossview Rosa Parks, uh, and I heard Aaron did it past, this past Sunday, um, is 
really, I want to see more people connected to Jesus as part of our vision here at Crossview. Mm -hmm. And I think that happens when we invite people. Uh, mm -hmm. And so specifically, every Sunday morning, we, our volunteer team, gather together to pray uh, for the service, to pray for our week, uh, to pray for each other. And one of the things we do is we take a moment during that time to pull our phones out and to literally text somebody, send a social media post, you know, and I tell the, the team, like, hey, you could ask them to go out for coffee. You could invite them. Hey, would you ever be even remotely interested in coming to church with me? Uh, anything that would help somebody take, to take a step in their spiritual journey, this is a time for that. And, you know, all the things happening in our lives, we get distracted. Yeah. To have a moment for us all together to commit to making the invitation uh, together. And so often that happens on our phones. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, as I look forward to 2022, that's, I wanna see us as a church to do that. A culture to, of, of yeah, being invitational, invitation. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Would love that. Yeah. So, Libby, what do you got? What's going on in your <laughs> heart and soul as you look back, but then also as you look forward? Yes. Um, you used a phrase about wisdom, the passing mm -hmm. on of wisdom, mm -hmm. which of course puts fear and trembling, I think, in all of us, because we take our roles really seriously. It is mm -hmm. such an honor yeah. to be involved in the lives of people. Yeah. But I would say also, I have witnessed the passing down of wisdom mm -hmm. as I have observed mm -hmm. our congregation and our community, right? And even just this past weekend, like small groups, smaller community, when a crisis happens and watching them take care of each other, it just makes us so happy, right? As yeah. pastors to be like, they're doing it. They're you, the body of Christ. Told, we have a pastor's meeting on Monday, Monday morning at 8.30. Mm -hmm. And Libby told a story of a small group. On some level, they didn't need pastoral care from any of us. Their small group cared so well for the person going through the crisis. They're mm -hmm. like, that's the church being the church. Yes. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. spot on. And I would also highlight the friendship builders and yeah. that age group they have wisdom that yeah. I need, yeah. that may, maybe many of us need, and yeah. watching how they care for each other yeah. and how they stri try. I mean, they're adjusting and trying to stay engaged and just I admire a lot of them as they're figuring this out too in, in yeah. their time of life. That's really good. When you, look, when you think about looking forward, what, what goes on in your heart? Mm. I think... I think a lot about language, right? Like yeah. our tongue, we can speak life mm. or we can speak death and our language matters. So to look forward and say there is opportunity, there is potential, there's growth, life, health, like there is more for yeah. us, wider open spaces, like new places that God yeah. is bringing us to. So we could also say the opposite words, right? Because um, like you said with your friend at church, the pain is still there. It's, mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. things are still going wrong. We're not pretending that those things are not there. Mm -hmm. But I will choose to have my perspective. Like you preached last mm -hmm. Sunday, to not focus on the why, yeah. why, why, why. If I obsess about Just the why, so I lose sight of the who. Yeah. And the who is where the hope is, right? We have, hope has a name. The name is Jesus. Mm -hmm. The mission hasn't changed. Jesus hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The church hasn't changed, right? We are still on mission. So much is the same. Can someone amen this one? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Like a lot has changed, but the core is exactly yeah. yes. the same. Exactly. That is powerful and that is strong. That has not changed. And that gives me hope mm -hmm. and excitement. Amen. And we need to remind each other of that. Yeah. That is so, so good. And I, as you're talking about the the older generations, which I turned 50 this year, so I'm moving towards <laughs> that. It really, in a, in, a, in a powerful way, it feels that way. But one of my hopes, as you say that, is that as a church, we get better and better at 
the generation above each generation pouring into the generation mm-hmm. behind them. I think there's a lot of wisdom yes. to be had. And, and as a society, we don't do that. In a lot. If you think about it, we, there's not a lot of places well. where you do that. Mm-mm. And I think the church is a place where we, we can be an alternative reality of, of handing down wisdom. So mm-hmm. anyway, just jump And on. I would just add one more thing. Mm-hmm. This morning you read out of the Bible version. Tell the me what it was. All nations version. All nations version. And the, the phrase was wisdom keeper. Mm-hmm. For Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That Instead Jesus... of teacher or rabbi, they translate it wisdom keeper. I just thought that was so beautiful, yeah, powerful. Mm-hmm. Aaron, That's where wisdom comes from? Yeah. Well, as I give a reflection of this last year, twenty twenty one, the I, all week I've been thinking about this, and I'm like, it's been a difficult year. Um, yeah. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I think that's okay for us as pastors to say mm-hmm. and for us as a church to say. You lost mm-hmm. a father. Mm-hmm. We've had people, um, friends at church, um, not at church anymore. Um, and it's been hard. And I think we can acknowledge that, um, grieve that, mm-hmm. the relationships, um, not just at church, but yeah. just in the broader community, our families and our friends, it, it's changed and not always for the better, sometimes yeah. for the worse. Some have gotten deeper, um, uh, but and work has been hard. I talk with other people at church and the work that they are doing in the community and many people, teachers and people in healthcare, utterly exhausted yeah. and students really struggling. Um, so when I first look back and all I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But also I reflect back and this a couple of weeks ago, we were looking through just in youth group um, and we're in the scripture in the passage of Hebrews 12, verse 2, where it says that because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. Mm-hmm. And to acknowledge the cross is a terrible mm-hmm. thing. It's real. But Jesus, because he knew the outcome, he had joy. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, Jesus, are you crazy? You were born. We celebrate God being with us, Christ being born. He's with us. But yet, he knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He knew the terrible things that he was going to go through, but yet with joy, he endured it. Yes. Because he knew the benefit for all of us around mm-hmm. this table and for us as a church. Would outweigh the pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, I sit in that. That Yes, there's pain of what has happened. And in the midst of that, there's also, we know the outcome. We as a church know the outcome that Christ is not only with us, but there's joy in the resurrection for us and others. And um, we're the missions church. That was the original name of the church, the the missions friends. And that is right. I continue to see again and again and again. I think of VBS this last summer, 18 kids coming to faith and like to see the kids dancing around kids um, in, you know, starting really small after the pandemic from the previous summer, just kind of a small group to kids being in the word. They're in the Bible. We're teaching them. How do you look up the Bible? Memorizing scripture. People are coming in like the Levines teaching scripture through song and music, violin, <laughs> and the kids are learning the truth. They, of course, they get candy and you know, <laughs> they, they, they love that, but they are learning the word. Confirmation students who normally wouldn't pray are praying. We had baptisms this summer and we had students coming to faith just a couple of weeks ago and baptism, we, people making 
significant steps of faith, and you think of the joy, Jesus is moving, mm-hmm. and we get to be a part of that. So I think I can sometimes find myself, and this is maybe a little bit of the uh, looking into the future, into what would I want for us as a church or for myself in 2022, is I get stuck in, oh, this is so bad. Oh, what are we going to do? And you kind of get numb. And I know during Christmas, my kids are constantly wishing for things. They're wishing for gifts, and they don't really do anything. They just wish, and then they get. <laughs> and I think we do that. We hope things are going to be better, but there's something different with hope versus wishing. Hmm. Hope is, I long for a better future, but I'm going to be a part of what God is doing. Hmm. And I think that's what we as a church hmm. need to be able to do. We have to hold the responsibility. The mission is at hand in our right in our hands and in our hearts and in our minds. We have the memory of what the church has done in the past. And now we get to jump forward and be a part of the future that we hope to be. If it's volunteering, serving, small groups, if it's giving, if it's being generous. Um, Because when I first came to Crossview, people were giving to the REACH campaign. I'm like, what kind of church does this? Puts up a wing and does this. Like That, I believe, is still here. And so I hope that we can hang on to that a little bit more mm-hmm. of being responsible and grabbing onto it and actually living out and being a part of what we hope to be mm-hmm. that future that's mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. sandy what do you got well i mean i don't know what else to say really it's a good <laughs> thing that i always have something else to say uh, i would say all of what they have just said is what the church is and oftentimes people are asking us, hey, how is Crossview Rosa Parks going? When are you going to build a building? Yeah. And we would lie if we were to answer you and say, oh, we never think about that. Because oftentimes we're driving around or we're seeing where construction is happening around Mankato. And uh, we're excited where our house is because all around us there is construction, praise the Lord. And the new census numbers re- reflect what we all are watching, which is Mankato is growing. Uh, but... Really, what our hope is for church is not a building because we just gave example after example of how the church is not this structure. It is part of what we do and Sunday mornings are a part of what we do. And a lot of our focus is on a Sunday, how many people are coming, what's our attendance like, even for Rosa Parks, who's invited, who comes to to worship on Sunday. When we think about small groups or when we think about serve events or we think about some of the other things, it's harder because not everyone sees those things. But I would say all of those unseen things, that's where my heart is. It is in the Sunday morning. Who are they inviting on their phone? We may never even know who those people are, but our faithful volunteers who love Jesus, the fact that they're involved and investing in people that I will maybe Mm -hmm. never even meet, that is the work of the church. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is also the people that we will meet. And it Mm -hmm. is such a joy when we have a family get involved after being invited for over 10 years of not (laughs) going to a church. And now they've been coming on a regular basis. And we're Mm -hmm. so proud of the family's faithfulness of inviting for 10 years. Or our students, uh, we have students that I know, my kids are some of them, who invite their friends to youth group on Wednesday night. Or other kids that play on sports teams and they come on a Sunday morning or they're involved in a small group or they're just friends with them and they're just telling them about their faith. And so I'm excited about how that has happened in the past because we would not have a church without people inviting their friends. We're great, but we're not that great. (laughs) And I'm excited about how in the future we can use uh, small groups and Sunday mornings and youth group and friendship builders and whatever else that we're doing so that we are reaching your friends. We want all of Mankato to know Mm. that God loves them, but we are going to start with you and your friends because that's our network. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see what will happen. 
Mm-hmm. Sandy, when we when we sit in circles, especially as pastors, and we're dreaming, um, you know, we we don't just talk about Mankato, right? Absolutely. In our, we the best way to re- all studies show it the best way to reach people with the good news that Jesus is the forgiver and king of the world is to start new churches. Mm-hmm. And so Crossview, after 130 years, took this huge step, did this network church, Crossview Rosa Parks. Um, we don't intend to end there, right? Mm. I, I hope we not. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We often say we did not move to Mankato to yeah. start a church. Right. And that might sound, I don't know, maybe audacious. like rude or audacious, but we really didn't. When we met with you many years mm-hmm. ago on a frigid day up in Duluth, and it was gorgeous down here, and Brad was in shorts, one of the reasons why we said yes to this is because Brad mm-hmm. did not just talk about Mankato. You didn't just talk about North Mankato. We did. We talked about Southern yeah. Minnesota and starting a movement. So, oh, Just yeah. so you know, when I, when I left Mankato that morning, it was like <laughs> 70 degrees. When I, when I got to Duluth three and a half, four hours later, like it was 37 it degrees was and it was 82 really mile an hour wind. So <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, I didn't think, yeah. So We're praying and hoping yeah. and have some plans, you know, to start small groups in some surrounding yeah. communities. And those small groups mm-hmm. could potentially birth uh, new churches. We have college students coming down from yeah. Gustavus more and more down to this worship space. That's how it happens. So yeah, yeah. We, have, we have people that come here from New Ulm and St. Peter and it's, it's, we just want to think is what God, God's kingdom through this local church look like more and more and more. And so we get super excited to talk about that. So um, what I want to do is I'm, I'm going to sort of close with a couple of thoughts, but also I'm not going to close close. That's, that's what <laughs> pastors do, right? You like sort of land the plane, go back up, sort of land the plane. It's a Minnesota goodbye. Yeah, I would say Crossview pastors in general. I I grew up with like the 27 minute ending to a sermon. You guys are great. Like when the sermon's done, the sermon's done. Don't turn, don't try and revive it. But I'm gonna share a couple of thoughts, and if you guys have any have anything to sort of piggyback on it, um, but we'll give give it just sort of a a last 2021 to our congregation. So, um, I was thinking of looking back, looking forward of. A little bit of what Aaron was saying. What what does it look like to be faithful when um, when it can be really hard, right? I was out to um, uh, with a, a friend a few months ago, and and he said, you know, Brad, you've you've had one of those jobs for the last year and a half that is um, you're not the only one. You know, principals have it, it. You know, athletic directors, school boards, but you're in a job where every decision you've made for the last year and a half has been fifty percent right and fifty percent wrong. And it's not just me. I think I think I, um, in a powerful way, our staff, but but I think strongly our, our board, um, led into make to making some speaking of wisdom, some really wise decisions in the last year year and a half. The ramifications have always been fun, but they were the right, biblical, Christ-centered decisions. Um, and I was as I was thinking about as I was, as I was thinking, looking back, looking forward, um, about that. Two things have sort of been sitting in me. One is, I was telling um, our staff, I think I was telling Stacy this recently, I, I love that we are part of the evangelical covenant tradition. Um, I think in an increasingly polarized world, and I'm not just talking politically, um, just polarized, we're polarized theologically. Um, and the loudest voices tend to be on the far right or far left. And we are in this denomination that sort of sits a little right of center in, in the middle of the evangelical covenant. And I think, um, number one, I do think that tends to look a lot like Jesus. I think when, when I look at the Gospels, when I study the Gospels for what they are, that can tend to, to feel a lot like where, where the Jesus way comes from. Um, 
but I also just think some of the things about the covenant can be a gift. You know, we're, um, it's funny for, for the earlier part of COVID when we got into George Floyd, like if, if I said the word race from the pulpit, some people heard me say I'm behind Black Lives Matter, right? And some of you guys too. Yeah. Even though we were preaching through Roman, Roman and Romans and the underlying story is the Jews and Gentiles and racial tension. Um, but the beautiful thing is we're in a denomination that's been talking about race for f- over 50 years saying we, we're a bunch of white Swedes and that's not what the ultimate kingdom of God looks like. And so how do we begin to reflect what God's ultimate kingdom will look like? Or, you know, one of our core six affirmations is that, that we believe that justice and evangelism both matter. And sometimes they often they go hand in hand, mm-hmm. often. But sometimes you feed a person because they're going to die, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I think more and more I, I am so humble. And proud to be part of the Evangelical Covenant Church. Amen. And, and I think this church specifically in Mankato, not better than all the other churches. Mm-hmm. Any, any church that's pointing people towards Jesus, we're cheerleaders for. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think we have a place. I think we have a, we have a, we have a place that, that, is, that it's matters. Important. It's important, mm-hmm. yeah. The other thing that I was thinking about is, is uh, and I know this group of people, I know our team, I know our leadership is, we still really believe in the mission. Like, mm-hmm. We want to connect people to Jesus. I um, saw a mission statement of a church. He said, we may, we, our mission is to make disciples that look and act like Jesus. And, and that, that, that's just been ringing in my head for probably six months. And so I, I, I often now will think, you know, we want to connect people to Jesus because we think our world and their lives will look better when they look and act like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope you hear it from the pulpit here. Hope you hear it from small groups. Um, we want you to know more about the Bible. We want you to yes. be a good person. But at the end of the day, we want you to look and act like Jesus Christ. This is going to change your marriage. It's going to change your friendships. It's going to change your neighborhood. It's going to change your work. Um, but it has to look and act like Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And because Jesus these days often looks and acts like the political regimes around us. And I don't mean that as a statement on the right or the left. It just mm-hmm. does. We build a Jesus that's a political Jesus. And we need to get into Scripture and say, what did Jesus look and act like? That's what Paul said. Paul said, I am in birth pains until what? Until you are formed into the image of Christ. Like, mm-hmm. that's the point. Mm-hmm. So that when I look forward, that's, you know, man, starting new church, all that stuff. But it's like, I, I, and I believe we are, and I believe we want to be, but I, I, I am so passionate about being a part of and leading a community that are, we're connecting people to Jesus because we want people to look and act like Jesus. Bring the kingdom. Yeah, well, a little thing we pray every, every week. So, yeah, absolutely. With that said, any sort of, uh, this the end, the last couple of minutes, um, any sort of re, you want to say your last word? <laughs> Which if they have nothing to say is going to be shocking because this is a last word staff meeting, getting the, this crew to be quiet is often hard. You know, I saw somebody's Christmas card saying, I'm so glad that 2021 is over mm-hmm. and kind of that like, woo. And I would just say, like, let's not throw the baby out with the dish bath water. Yeah, yeah. Why, why do we say that phrase? It's horrible. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I would be Did sad. someone actually do that one time? I hope like, not. Yeah. But I hope that that's not yeah. our attitude because, all the, like you were saying, things have been hard. And there are always things to see God doing. Uh, sometimes it's maybe cloudy. 
but there are always places to see God. And it's not always our job to find it. Sometimes I can't see it and I need Mm -hmm. my community to help me. Point it out. So how important it is that we are together Mm -hmm. in this too. And God gets the glory. Absolutely. God has been busy. Thanks be to God for what he's been doing. And we should acknowledge those things. And I think one of the ways that uh, we see that happening is our volunteer people. Mm -hmm. Um, Just props to all of you. This isn't us doing this. It's it's all of us doing it. And you know, we we were gone a couple of weeks ago across few rows of parks, and the volunteer team sent us text messages like, "We're doing it." <laughs> of course, you're doing it. You know, and here at Howard Drive, I know um, people have been stepping up um, yes. to do production stuff, and um, it's just good. Yes, we're a team. I think it's amazing to see God moving in the midst of, of those challenges. We've been talking about God being with us this last series in Advent and through those valleys, through those storms and those things. Um, I'm this thankful in the sense of looking back at the year, hard, yes, but I would not be who I am today. I would not have learned the things that I've learned about myself and yeah. to grow both in mentally and emotionally, but also spiritually. Mm-hmm. And to see this watching, I mean, that's it's been a joy to be in youth ministry, to see God move in the life of kids when they're going, kids, students, um, it's, it's a pure joy to see what God is, is doing. And, and for us as a church, that we actually are able to be a part of that, that we get to invite Christ into it and watch him move in our life and others. And he's faithful. Amen. I was telling our our council and staff, I, I had this, man, it was probably two months ago or so when I was talking about it. I, I, I feel like for a lot of institutions, churches, whatever it might be, the first part of COVID, and by the way, we don't know, when COVID, I mean, we may be living in a pandemic world for years to come mm-hmm. on some level. And so we can't stop being the church. And I think often we, we, we sort of had to be, it felt often like the church of no, right? Mm-hmm. We had to say no a lot for people's safety, understandably. And I, I believe in my heart of heart um, that, that 2022 is the year of bless. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean for our church to be a blessing, to be a blessing to our neighborhoods, to share the gospel, mm-hmm. to be a blessing to those on margins, to be a blessing to those globally, yep. to, our, to our missionaries. So I, I, I look forward to 2022 uh, with great hope, whether it's a mm-hmm. pandemic year or not. Let's do the it. The church is still the church and God's still God. Amen? Amen. 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 Let me pray for us. Jesus, thank you for this space and this time. Thank you for your spirit leading and guiding this conversation for my friends that I get to pastor with for this congregation, Lord, that we, we get to serve. And so, Lord, I pray that 2022 would be a year of us getting to bless the world that you love and that you made. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 <laughs>